What's up, everybody? On today's show, the aftermath of the SEC championship and Alabama making the college football playoff. Outrage still out there as Bama gets in over Florida State. Tons of news from the transfer portal as a Georgia quarterback could be headed to Kentucky. And we'll get you caught up on all the latest uh, SEC teams that are headed to bowl games. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase over at the Game Time app. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. Got plenty to discuss, so let's dive into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start with all the conversations still around Alabama making the final four of the college football playoff in over Florida State, who, of course, was an undefeated uh, ACC champion. One loss, Texas gets in as the three seed. One loss, Alabama gets in as the four seed. Paul Feinbaum saying that uh, it's a lot of fake outrage out there from a lot of people. He was on with... Cole Kublick and Greg McElroy on Jocks FM yesterday. And Feinbaum said, look, I felt like the committee got it right. I felt that Alabama with a win needed to be in because of what they did on Saturday, beating number one Georgia. And as the day went on, I became more and more dismayed with the fake outrage from Florida State and elsewhere in the football world. Feinbaum said, I've heard people jumping into this dog pile, acting like college football is dead and this is a travesty. None of those things are true. There are far bigger problems in college football than the 14 playoff. And oh, by the way, we're moving on from a 14 playoff. We'll go to 12 team playoff next year. Uh, Feinbaum said that uh, regarding the uh, college football selection committee, he said, can we all just stop with the fake outrage from the Florida State AD, the school president? He said, I get the coach, Mike Norvell. I get the players. But the rest of all these people just need to shut up already. This is college football. It's not a perfect system. We have controversy every year. It helps fuel and is what makes the sport great. Now, Rick Neuheisel chimed in on the conversation. He said that uh, the Big Ten and the SEC just moved the needle, and that's why the college football playoff went the way they did. He was on the Dan Patrick Show on Monday, and he said, the Big Ten and the SEC are always going to get in because they move the needle television-wise. It's nothing that's discussed in the meeting room. I don't think anyone sits there and goes, well, these two are in. They have to be in because they can't take their ball and go home. He said, I was there when the college football playoff was being discussed. It was adamant amongst many of the commissioners that the four had to be conference champions. Michigan as the Big Ten champ has to be where they are. Alabama as the SEC champ has to be in. And by virtue of Texas's victory over Alabama, Texas had to be in as well. Kind of interesting when he puts it that way. Now, Stephen A. Smith, he chimed in as well. Uh, He talked about uh, the conversation of uh, Michigan being in, Florida State being out. He said, why are we pointing the SEC as it pertains to Alabama as opposed to Georgia? If you're undefeated at Florida State, Michigan's undefeated, but Florida State wasn't associated with the cheating scandal. 
Uh, that would be Michigan. How comes nobody's bringing that up? Everybody keeps on talking about Alabama and the SEC, how'd they get in. But what about the fact that Michigan was involved in a scandal? Why are they not dinged for that? thought that was a, a, a great point, and haven't seen a lot of people talking about why is Michigan just automatically in his number one. I mean, their coach was suspended multiple games this year for investigating into a cheating scandal, but I guess the committee doesn't take that into account. All right, Cole Kublik also put out over the weekend his uh, takeaways from the SEC championship game. Look, we, we jumped so quickly into reacting to uh, the playoffs and, and who's in and who's not. Uh, we didn't even really get to dissect the national championship much, or I'm sorry, the SEC championship. Might as well have been the national championship, but the SEC championship on Saturday. And uh, Cole Kublik kind of sharing some of his takeaways on social media as far as Alabama. He said, huge win, got them a shot to play for the title. They were the more physical team. Quarterback made big plays with his legs. Love how Tommy Reese seemed to be saving the zone read stuff uh, and then turned him loose. The tight ends really helped. Just a hell of a job from Saban and company this year. Limited flags and did not turn it over. Now, as for Georgia, Cole said brutal loss. Did not lose the fight. Loved their plan on the first drive, but seemed to get away from what worked there. Uh, could not get the run game going. But can't question their effort. Can't convince me they aren't one of the four best teams. That's the tough part for Georgia is you're going for this three-peat. You slip up, sure, you lose to Alabama. But, but I mean, like, remember this happened two years ago and Georgia still got in the playoff. This year they do it and there was more undefeateds or more teams, I guess, just as deserving. And they get in. It, it just sucks because Georgia... Still, go ask anybody around the country. You still think Georgia's one of the top four teams in the country? Hell yeah. But they are not in. Uh, Jalen Milrow, by the way, had a nice weekend Saturday. But then uh, over on Sunday, he was named Alabama's team MVP at their annual awards banquet. Uh, Sunday evening, he was uh, also named a permanent captain by his teammates alongside safety Malachi Moore and linebacker Dallas Turner. Moro's uh, really turned things around since that early stumble to the year, and he's been playing outstanding these last couple of uh, last handful of weeks. Iron Bowl not so great until you know the fourth and goal from the thirty-one made an unbelievable play. A few more notes on uh, Kirby Smart. He was talking with the media about his matchup against Florida State in the Orange Bowl, and uh, Kirby saying, "Look, I per- first personally feel like we deserve to be in the." deserved to be in the Final Four. Got a really good football team. We were considered number one in the country most of the year. Uh, But we're disappointed. The good news is we get to go play uh, again, playing Florida State. He said, I know they're going to be up for us. We'll be up for them. You worry a lot more when you have a matchup that they might not look forward to. I think of all ball games we could be in outside the playoffs. This is where our kids would love to be. So this part is good. Now, Kirby asked about, uh, you know, maybe some players opting out, not wanting to play in this. He said it's probably going to happen throughout the week. Uh, players need some time to decompress. I'm not expecting anyone to not play, but when the conversation comes, we'll have those conversations and we will talk to them. He said, I know we'll have some guys entering the portal. Those conversations have been happening for several weeks now leading up to this game. Our other SEC news, Elijah Robinson, who was the uh, D-line coach and interim Head coach for Texas A&M after Jimbo Fisher, Fisher was hired, was fired. I'll get it out. Um, he's moving on. He will not be sticking with Texas A&M. Of course, uh, multiple outlets said that that was what um, 
you know, Mike Elko, one of his priorities was trying to retain Elijah Robinson. Well, he is taking the defensive coordinator job up at Syracuse, according to Billy Lucci over at Tex-Ag. So, a uh, new era at Syracuse. They fired Dino Babers. They hired uh, Georgia DB coach Fran Brown as their head coach. He was the uh, DB's coach at Georgia, and uh, now he's hiring Elijah Robinson to be his defensive coordinator. So, best of luck to Elijah Robinson. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, Ole Miss Rebels, they're getting ready for their uh, bowl game in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And Lane Kiffin talking with the media yesterday said uh, uh, he's not expecting any opt-outs with his team. Uh, he said we're kind of one of those years where we uh, really some first-rounders that are coming out are concerned with uh, are, are concerned with injuries, that sort of thing. So, uh, anyway, Peach Bowl, that's coming up on December 30th. So, we'll see what uh, Lane Kiffin's group can do. And then lastly, uh, one more Texas A&M note, and this is good news for Mike Elko and company. He loses Elijah Robinson, but Sean Spencer let go over Florida. He'll be joining Texas A&M as their new D-line coach, replacing Elijah Robinson. Spencer was the uh, D-line coach of Florida and, uh, of course, let go just last week, so he will flip over to the Aggies and help them recruit and coach up that D-line. So we'll see there. Uh, over at Auburn, Hugh Freeze talking with the media on SEC Network, talking about his season, and uh, he said, look, we are searching for consistency over at Auburn. The only way you find that is through competition every day and the standard you set. Uh, so we got to go recruit. We're doing very well in that realm. Obviously, a few weeks left in our first recruiting cycle, but you can say uh, uh, that uh, those two teams in Georgia and Alabama are the standard right now, and we're not far off. So trying to build there. And then one more note, uh, congrats to Cedric Van Pran, the uh, center over at Georgia. He was one of the three finalists for the Remington Trophy. So we'll see if he's able to take it home. Oregon Center and Michigan Center also finalists on, the, on that list. A player from the SEC has not won the Remington since Landon Dickerson did it in 2020 at uh, Alabama. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to get into the transfer portal. Tons of names entering that, so we will get to that with you guys here coming up on Locked on SEC. This episode is presented to you by our friends over at the Game Time app. Like, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your favorite sporting events. They got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time, is taking the guesswork out of buying tickets. They're the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. That's my favorite part. Who doesn't like to see where their seats, you know, what your angle the game's going to look like from the stadium? All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. And you can buy tech tickets in seconds with two taps of the app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with the Game Time app. Go download Game Time today, create an account, use our code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download Game Time, create an account, redeem our code Locked On College, get $20 off. Download Game Time today. They are last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Game Time. I right, run along here to Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Uh, of course, later this week, we'll have some guests joining us to kind of talk about the college football playoff, preview some of the big bowl matchups and all that. So 
That is coming your way. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date on all the latest going on around the uh, transfer portal. There has been a ton. So we got to dive back into it because there is a lot to discuss when it comes to the transfer portal. And one of the big names hitting the portal yesterday, a Georgia quarterback. No, not Carson Beck. Brock Vandergriff, backup quarterback over there, Georgia. He will be continuing his college football career elsewhere after three years at Georgia. He posted a farewell note addressing Dog Nation on his social media. He originally committed to play for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma back in the summer of 2019, but then decommitted and committed to Georgia. While Stetson Bennett and Carson Beck were uh, all doing a lot of winning these last couple years, Vandergriff saw very limited time playing off the bench. Uh, He's played in 13 games for Georgia, completed just 12 of 21 passes. Been a whole lot of really just turn around, handing the ball off. He's got two seasons remaining of eligibility, so he will be doing it elsewhere. And reports on Monday coming out that uh, Kentucky has emerged as one of the schools to watch for Brock Vandergriff. Would be a big-time get there for offensive coordinator Liam Cohen, of course, Mark Stoops. But uh, Devin Leary came in from NC State. He is out of eligibility. So Vandergriff would likely side in right as the starter there for Kentucky. And, again, he could be their starter for the next two years. Well, Levis went there, did the same thing, transferred from Penn State. He's a starter at Kentucky for two years. So uh, we'll see. That would be be a big one. That would be a big one. Brock Vandergriff ends up over at Kentucky. So we'll see if he opts to stay in the SEC. Now, another name to watch for that jumped into the portal, uh, Dylan Gabriel over at Oklahoma, guy who's played a, a ton at uh, UCF and then uh, Oklahoma, and one connection out there, report saying that uh, maybe Jeff Lebby could get him over to Mississippi State. Of course, Jeff Lebby's been the OC at Oklahoma the last couple years and calling plays for Dylan Gabriel there, so it uh, would make a lot of sense. See what uh, Dylan Gabriel opts to do. Played in 24 games for the Sooners over the last two seasons as their starting quarterback. Uh, that that one just changes the landscape of things. Now, Mississippi State doesn't play Oklahoma next year. They actually play at Texas. But it's just one of those games like, think of if you're Texas. You're looking at your SEC schedule next year going, all right, well, Mississippi State coming to Austin. That's not really one we're, we're worried about. Well, with Jeff Lebby, the head coach, and if Dylan Gabriel's the quarterback, that's one you got to worry about suddenly. So it's just one of those things that's going to make the SEC even tougher if it happens. We'll see if it happens. But uh, nothing permanent there yet. Uh, we'll wait for an announcement there from Dylan Gabriel. Now, over at uh, Texas A&M, we talked about Mike Elko. He's trying to do damage control, trying to keep some of these guys on his roster from going in the portal. But one of the names entering the portal Big-time defensive lineman Walter Nolan, six-foot-four sophomore, spent two seasons at College Station, was a former five-star recruit, number two overall recruit in that 2022 epic signing class that the Aggies signed. But he has been phenomenal. 37 tackles this season, 29 last year, five sacks, a pass breakup, a forced fumble. Uh, this year, he was the highest-graded tackler on the Aggie football team, according to Pro Football Focus. He was the sixth highest graded defender overall so man a lot of people will be wanting the services of walter nolan now you know maybe the aggies could talk to him and convince him to take his name out of the portal but yeah i think a lot of big time programs are going to want walter nolan on their defensive line some other uh transfer portal news over at uh, georgia they're seeing uh, several players enter the transfer portal in addition to brock vandegrift uh, cj madden 
joins uh, wide receiver Jackson Meeks. Uh, largely saw time on special teams. Offensive lineman Austin Blasky, all those guys hitting the portal, uh, along with linebacker Dara Smith, D-lineman Jonathan Jefferson. So a lot of uh, transition there. We talked about uh, some of the portal names that have entered uh, the portal, some, some quarterbacks here in uh, recent weeks. But Will Rogers was one of the names we were trying to keep an eye on from uh, Mississippi State, of course. And uh, he's got a lot of experience playing in the SEC. And one report is that he is expected to transfer to Washington. That's from 24-7 Sports. They're going to be losing Michael Penix Jr., came in from Indiana. And Chris Hummer reporting that Washington is the heavy favorite to land Will Rogers. He's got a connection on the team. Dylan Johnson transferred from Mississippi State last offseason. Been part of that 13-0 Washington team there. And uh, we'll see if that ends up happening. But, you know, it's it's like all these SEC guys now. Bo Nix jumped from Auburn to Oregon, and now potentially Will Rogers jumping from Mississippi State to Washington. I bet he'll set the world on fire there. I mean, he's uh, – Will Rogers has been a really good quarterback, but put him in a, a system like that, we will uh, see what he's able to do. But, uh, again, one to watch. Hasn't happened yet. But we'll certainly keep an eye on that one. Over to Alabama, they're losing a quarterback to the transfer portal, Tyler Buckner, the former noted Notre Dame quarterback who transferred to Alabama this past offseason. Of course, Tommy Reese there. You make the connections. Oh, he's going to be the starter. Nope. Uh, Tyler Buckner did not look very good in the opportunity he got down in South Florida. Well, now news is he's entering the transfer portal, but not as a football player, as a lacrosse athlete. According to a post from Nick Kelly, Alabama beat writer, Buckner is entering the portal as a lacrosse player and will be on a lacrosse scholarship, which means he can play lacrosse immediately despite transferring uh, to two different schools in football. He was committed to play, uh, committed to Michigan to play lacrosse back in 2017 when he was in eighth grade. So uh, we'll have to follow the lacrosse career of Tyler Buckner, see where he ends up. Uh, one other report yesterday, Alabama wide receiver, Thayu Jones-Bell entering the portal. He was a top 150 recruit in the class of 2020. Over at Arkansas, Torian Carter. He has entered the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. Uh, played 29 games for Arkansas over the last couple of years. He uh, posted, want to thank God for blessing me. Extremely grateful for the relationships here. Uh, Arkansas will always have a special place in my heart. So we'll see where he ends up. Uh, suffered a season-ending knee injury during spring practice last season. Uh, he recovered and made an impact on the defensive line this year. But uh, Torian Carter, we'll see where he ends up. Over at uh, Florida, Billy Napier losing a couple folks. Kamari Wilson is reportedly no longer with Florida. He's putting his name in the portal. Four-star safety from the class of 2022, was rated the number three safety in that class. Saw the field plenty as a freshman, played in all 13 games last year. Uh, only played in three games this season and was left off Florida's week four roster. Uh, they had a bunch of other DBs in the mix. So we'll see where uh, Kamari Wilson ends up. Also, their defensive line, Chris McClellan, announced on social media he is entering the transfer portal after two seasons there in the Swamp. Uh, over at Kentucky, wide receiver Shamar Porter moving on after one season with the Wildcats. He entered the portal on Monday. Didn't see the field with Kentucky this season. Of course, they had Dane Key, Tavian Robinson, Barry and Brown. They were loaded there at wide receiver. So we'll see where Shamar Porter is uh, moving on to. 
Uh, one that kind of surprising over at Vanderbilt. Wide receiver Will Shepard. Been really, really good there. Very productive. He is uh, entering the portal. He announced on Sunday. Led the Commodores with almost 700 yards receiving and eight touchdowns on the year. Said thank you to the teammates, the ones who stuck by me. Kept it real from start to finish. I'll be entering my name into the transfer portal. Excited for the next step. Of course, Derek Mason originally recruited Will Shepard. Was a former three-star wideout in the class of 2020. But uh, big-time playmaker there for Vanderbilt. He will be moving on, so we'll see where he ends up. And a couple of guys going pro over at Ole Miss. Dayton Wade moving on to the NFL after two seasons in Oxford. He transferred in from Western Kentucky prior to 2022. He was a big-time playmaker for Ole Miss. Had some really uh, nice catches for them. Um, 52 receptions for 769 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, good career there for Dayton Wade and Oxford. So we'll see where he moves on to. And then one more from Florida, not in the portal, but going pro. Kingsley Guacan, Florida offensive lineman. Battle injury throughout this year, but when he was in there, he was a difference maker. He was really good. We had him on at SEC Media Days back in the summer. Uh, Kingsley Aguakin is uh, officially declaring for the 2024 NFL Draft. And there you have it. That's the latest news in Portal Madness and guys going pro and all that kind of stuff. Still more to come here on Locked On SEC, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. We'll touch on the SEC teams and their bowl destinations here in just a sec. I want to remind you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Look, when you are hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible when you start interviewing. That's why you got to go check out our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. They've got all the tools for you to find the right professionals for your team fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs is just, uh, isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you got that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours of posting their job. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats these days. You might not have the time and resources to you know, go through all the, the tough hiring process that it takes. LinkedIn is going to help you make that job easy. The process is very quick, and uh, like we said, very easy. They even launched a feature to help you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college. Go post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. More along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Figured for our uh, final segment here, we would uh, touch on some of the bowl games and uh, some of the SEC teams and their destinations that they're heading into. As uh, We didn't really get a chance to talk on that on yesterday's show. It was mostly just the uh, reaction to the playoff and that sort of thing. So uh, let's dive into it as we look at the uh, SEC bowl games. Uh, teams and games and where they will be playing so let's uh, take a look at it and uh, we'll start in order of how these games are happening we start with uh, Wednesday December 27th it is the Tax Act Texas Bowl it will be Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State my big question with A&M is uh, who's coaching the game because Elijah Robinson just getting hired over at Syracuse he's been the interim coach there so See what happens there with the Aggies. But the Aggies do open as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, 
Obviously, uh, Max Johnson, their backup quarterback, has already transferred over to North Carolina. Uh, Connor Wegman still coming off the mend. I would assume he's not going to play, so probably see Emmanuel Hen- or, uh, Henderson, the uh, third-string quarterback there for the Aggies. We'll see. But uh, Oklahoma State's had a great year. Tremendous running back in, uh, what, Gordon, 1,600 rushing yards on the season, 20 touchdowns on the ground. So going to be a uh, be interesting one there. And a very pro-Aggie uh, crowd there in Houston at the Tax Act Texas Bowls. But that'll be Wednesday, December 27th. Uh, Jalen Henderson, that's what I was thinking. What did I say? Anyway, Jalen Henderson, the uh, third-string quarterback there for the Aggies. Uh, Friday, December 29th, will be fun. It'll be Clemson, who's in the top 25 still, playing Kentucky in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville. Clemson is a seven-point favorite, so that'll be a Friday morning at 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern. So we'll see if Mark Stoops and company can get win number eight. Have not heard yet. I would assume Devin Leary would play in that one, along with running back Ray Davis, who officially declared for the NFL draft. Uh, the nightcap that night will be the Cotton Bowl over in Dallas, Texas. It'll be number nine, Mizzou, versus number seven, Ohio State. Ohio State about a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I would assume maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. not going to play in that one, getting ready for the draft, expected to be a very high pick. And then on top of it, Ohio State's uh, quarterback entered the transfer portal this week. So you know maybe it's just a formality. Maybe he's trying to get more NIL money, something like that. But if Kyle McCord doesn't go... That might flip Mizzou being a favor in that one. Brady Cook, Cody Schrader, Luther Burden, all the weapons that Mizzou has. But Eli Drinkwood's best of luck, man. What a huge feather in his cap that would be if they could find a way to beat Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. Be a monster win for Mizzou. And a 10-win season goes to an 11-win season? Just never thought that would be coming from Drink over there in Como. Saturday, December 30th, we'll have three SEC teams in action that day. At 12 Eastern that day on ESPN, it'll be number 11 Ole Miss versus number 10 Penn State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Penn State opened in about a four-point favorite. That was a little shocking. I was surprised with Jackson Dart and Quinchon Judkins and all the pieces that Ole Miss has. I kind of like Ole Miss to pull off the upset there, right? Penn State has been one of these teams, they can beat everybody not named Michigan and and. Ohio State, right? They're always always the bridesmaid, never the bride in the Big Ten. James Franklin's done a good job there, but uh, that's a big one for Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin can find a way to win that one. That was a very disappointing performance from them in the uh, Texas Bowl last year. I was at that one. That got ugly against Texas Tech, but I think I think Ole Miss has a great shot here against Penn State. Uh, Auburn opens as a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Maryland in the Music City Bowl. That'll be in Nashville. So... I think a lot of Auburn fans will be making that trip. I assume Jarquez Hunter will will be playing in that one, see if he can run wild on Maryland. Maryland didn't have such a great year over there in the uh, the, was the Big Ten, right, that they're in. <laughs> Can't keep up anymore. But they, had, they went 7-5. and five. But Auburn opens as a 2.5-point favorite. That over-under is 49.5. Don't you want to take the under there? Doesn't that seem like that'll be a low-scoring game? Uh, then in the afternoon affair, it'll be the Orange Bowl. And it's the uh, it's the game of who doesn't want to be here more. Number six Georgia versus number five Florida State. Obviously, Florida State trying to cap off a perfect undefeated season despite not making the uh, the playoff. But Georgia, I mean, look, they're pissed that they didn't make the playoff, but they definitely want to try to you know finish the season on a high note going into the off season and prove that they're still one of the best teams and frankly start on another win streak. So that one will be uh, 
an interesting one, the Orange Bowl out there in Miami on December 30th. All right, then we turn the page. we got three teams in action on New Year's Day. This is Monday, January 1st. At 12 Eastern, it will be Wisconsin versus LSU, the ReliQuest Bowl. LSU opens as a 10-point favorite. Now, we haven't heard yet if Jaden Daniels is going to play in this in this one, uh, the Heisman favorite right now. But Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver, has made it known. He wants to play in that game because he wants, I think he needs like 20-something yards to be the all-time LSU uh, receiving leader in school history. So uh, we'll see if, uh, if Malik Neighbors or uh, if he plays, I assume he's going to play, but we'll see if Jaden Daniels plays. If he doesn't, Garrett Nussmeyer will probably start, and he's been very productive when he's played for LSU. He projects to be the starter next year at LSU, so um, it's a big line, but Wisconsin's been very, like, they can't score points this year, but LSU's defense stinks, so, <laughs> like, that's it's like bad offense versus bad defense from Wisconsin, but, um, no, I think LSU, if Jaden Daniels plays in that game, definitely take LSU minus 10 on the afternoon, it'll be number 17, Iowa, against number 21 in Tennessee. You expect that's going to be a, a big game for Joe Milton. I want to go out, go out there and show what he can do as he uh, prepares to take his talents to the NFL. So uh, that'll be a fun one down in their Camping World Stadium in Orlando in the Citrus Bowl. The cheese at Citrus Bowl is what it is now. Tennessee opened as a seven-and-a-half-point seven favorite. Iowa, good defense. We'll see if Tennessee can run the football on them like they did all year with Jalen Wright was a 1,000-yard rusher, so... That, that won't be fun, but look, Iowa's defense, if they give up any points, that you know that offense ain't scored. They're going to make the Tennessee defense look like the 85 Chicago Bears. And then, of course, in the afternoon, uh, later that afternoon, 4 o'clock Central, 5 Eastern, it will be from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, the f- number four Alabama Crimson Tide against the number one undefeated Michigan Wolverines. Michigan is still sitting at about a one-and-a-half-point favor in that one, so... Uh, we'll, of course, preview that game much, much more as we get closer. But that's just a look at all the bowl games happening across the SEC and obviously going to be a lot of really fun, exciting matchups that we'll be talking about over the next couple weeks. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Again, shout-out to our everydayers. Keep on coming back tomorrow on the show. We'll get into more on the Transfer Portal news and uh, more on some of these big bowl games happening. Uh, for your second listen, go check out Locked on Uh, They've made the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So for your second listen, go to the Locked On Sports Today page on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for checking in with us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On SEC.